0: Wow. What can I say? Hal Elrod. I've been wanting to interview Hal for years now. Finally got him on the show. We go deep on the Miracle Morning. This is literally, I I, I know I keep saying this, but I just, my mind keeps getting blown. It's like one of my favorite episodes. It was so cool. Got to dig into the Miracle Morning, got to dig into his life story, his work. It was just so cool to spend time with Hal, learning all about him. So stay tuned. Hope you enjoy the episode. Guys, welcome to today's episode of the Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Machazi. And boy do we have a special guest. My man, Hell Elrod is in the house. What's up, brother?
1: Darius, the first thing I have to say is that I thought I talked fast, and I think you just won up to me, dude. I'm impressed.
0: <laughs> you cannot listen to this podcast at anything more than a 1.1 speed. That nice. is for sure. People have
1: to listen to it at 0.75 just like a normal
0: yeah. The normal brains goes like 0. 0.8. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. man. I'm so pumped to have you here. I'm serious. Like I, I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. We finally made it happen, man. It's so pumped to have you here to talk about you, your work, how it's changed my life, how it's changed millions of people's lives around the world. Welcome to the Greatness Machine, my friend. Let's let's get
1: you ready to get this party started. Dude, I'm so ready. And, I, and I'm honored, man. I'm honored to be here. And then what you told me before or what you alluded to before uh, we started recording, about how the Miracle Mornings changed your life. I'm, I'm excited to hear that story. I know you said you wanted to save it and keep it fresh, but um, I'm really, really, uh, really, really cool to be here.
0: Hal, I wanted to, if you don't mind, do you mind if I do a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll get popping on the show? Totally. Awesome. Well, listen, hey, for listeners who are new to the show, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. People who love their passion and those are creating greatness in the world and doing so despite the odds. And my friend Hal here is neither short of passion nor greatness with all of his Miracle Morning work. So, Um, how I want to, if you don't mind, I want to give a little bit of like our, our origin story, how we met. Um, and then, and then I'd love to talk a a little bit more formal about your background and really like all the amazing, great things you've done in the world. Does that work for you?
1: Please. And thank you.
0: So, um, all right. How Elrod is a name that I'm, I'm, I'm like one of the like last people on earth that knew your name. (laughs) Uh, but, but it was like this thing where, where we have a mutual friend, John Rulin. Who was like, Oh, you're moving to Austin. You gotta meet my boy Hal. You know, you know how i rod. And I'm like, no, I don't I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> ring <a> bell."
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't I you know, I just wasn't in the know, right? And in in, I didn't know about all the work you were doing, which is a ton of work. Um, and so he's oh, you gotta meet him. He's the, the miracle morning, this that and the other. And then I show up here. And it's like, your name keeps running by me every other second. Oh, have you met how i run? Have you met how i And run? And all these guys from Cutco, the Cutco Mafia, as I call them. <laughs> and so John Roman, Justin Donald, Isaac Stegman, and Amberville Howard. It's like, like all these people are all around me because I'm doing my book launch. I'm meeting a ton of people in Austin. Roman, who you're very good friends with, um, is like, oh, you got to meet how? And finally, I'm like, man, I really got to meet how? And so, uh, fast forward to it was a couple years ago. I went to the Front Row dad, Dad's retreat to do family core values, and we finally met, man. And it was it was really good to meet you. And uh, I was excited to to get to know you a little bit better. I will tell you at that point, though, I think I'd asked you a question. I said, "Man, Miracle Morning. I'm just not much of a morning person, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, "Yeah, this thing sounds great, this Miracle Morning thing, but like, I'm not a morning person. I'm a late night person." But yeah. man, I will tell you this fast forward to this past year. I've had your book, the miracle morning. We're gonna be talking all about your stuff. I want to go through your formal bio in a second here, um, on my list. And I pulled the trigger on it. One of my clients was like, Hey, you know, I just finished your friend's book. Cause he, cause he had heard, I, I somehow I'd said, I knew you. And he said, I just finished miracle morning. That is like one of the best books I've ever read. And this wow. guy is a personal growth fucking athlete. Like wow. he's an okay. athlete. And so this guy's a stud and he's a client of mine. And I was like, all right, man, I'll go pull the trigger on this. I mean, he's just ranting <laughs> and raving about how it's changing his life. And, and I really respect him. Yeah. And so I read your book in January and I got to tell you this, my man it has completely transformed
1: my life in like
0: ways I cannot explain.
1: So That's incredible, man. I'm so grateful to hear that Darius. And, and let me ask you, so you went from not a morning person. Are you, is, has that shifted? Where are you at now?
0: You know what? I'm still a late night person. I just sleep
1: less you know,
0: honestly, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just sleep less. Um, I'm, I just get up earlier now. Um, so, so are you,
1: you're doing the morning routine? What, what, what's changed? Like, let's get specific.
0: Well, so yeah, I do a miracle morning at least five days a week, Monday through Friday. I um, I, I don't necessarily always do it on the weekends, but I yeah. sometimes do. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, I'm still, I'm still a newbie. Um, uh-huh. but, but I do do it every single morning. Um, so hold on, before we go there though, I want to say this because our audience, some of them might be like, what the hell is Darius talking about with Miracle Morning? Yeah. Um, and and I want to honor the the, the our, our audience that doesn't know this. So could do you mind if I give your formal bio for two seconds and I'll jump yeah, back Yeah, please, and, and thank your you. Question? Yeah, again, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, so for those of you that are like, what is Darius talking about, this miracle morning thing? I I I mean, this looks interesting, but I don't know what this is. So, Hal is an international keynote speaker. He's the best selling author of 14 books. He's got the Miracle Morning franchise. Most notably, it's the Miracle Morning which has been translated in 37 languages and has sold over 3 million copies, one of which was purchased by yours truly. And he's also the bestseller of The Miracle Equation. I mean, this is a a book that's changed millions and millions of people's lives in hundreds of countries. There's a Miracle Morning movie on Amazon Prime and and at miraclemorning.com, as well as a Miracle Morning app. And I guess for the layman, what it is, is it's and the way I saw it was it's it's how you start your day, like set your day up for success. And that's, and so- you know, for me, it was, oh, you got to wake up early and do all this stuff before your day begins. I'm like, ah, this sounds like a lot of work. And so I got introduced to Miracle Morning three years ago. I, that was my initial response. But, I, you know, man, I will see me now being someone that's actually pulled the trigger on it. I, can, I, I, I swear to God, you can take the bite, You can use it on your website and I, full permission. I said this to my wife. I said this to many of my business associates. I said this to my closest friends. I wish I'd started doing this 15 years ago. Mm. I wish I had. The only reason I, I don't say further is 16 years ago, I was in my late twenties and I was probably out till five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, yeah. so it wouldn't have worked then. But, um, but yeah, man, I'd love for you. Like, well, I want to talk all about the miracle morning and educate our audience on it. But I'd love um, to, to, for you to give maybe a little bit of your origin story and how, and how you got to, writing this book and, and building this franchise and and really what got you here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to start where I don't normally, but, um, I, I just recently started telling this story more because I realized how, how how impactful it's been on me, which is when I was eight years old, I woke up to my mother screaming across the hall and my dad was at work and my other sister was at my uh, grandmother's house. So at home it was me, my mom and my 18 month old baby sister, Amory. And I woke up to the sound of my mom screaming, my baby, my baby, my baby. And it sounded terrifying. And I ran, I jumped out of bed. I ran across the hall. And my mother is hunched over my year and a half old sister and and pushing on her chest and breathing into her mouth and giving her mouth to mouth. And she died that morning. And my parents were devastated, of course. Our family was devastated. At eight, I don't think I really understood the gravity of death. And I, you know, for me, it was more, Kind of confusing. I didn't know how to how to take it. But within a year, my mom was leading a support group for other parents who had lost their children, and my dad was leading fundraisers to raise money for the hospital that tried to save my sister's life. And so, what I learned from them is that you can take your tragedy, you can take your adversity, and you can turn it to into opportunities. And that when you focus on how you can serve others, uh, you create meaning for your life that that wasn't. Previously, there, and so that laid the foundation for the rest of my life and everything that we're going to talk about today, because when I was twenty years old, I was driving home from a cutcoat speech that I had given at a Northern California division meeting, and my car was hit head on by a drunk driver at eighty miles an hour, and yeah. another car I went spinning into oncoming traffic, another car crashed into my driver's side door right next to me at 70 miles an hour. And immediately I broke 11 bones. My femur broke in half, my pelvis broke in three places, my arm broke in half, shattered my elbow, shattered my eye socket. My ear was almost completely severed, on and on, internal injuries. And an hour later, when they finally used the jaws of life to cut me out of the car, I died. My heart stopped beating. I bled to death and I was clinically dead for approximately six minutes. They rushed me onto a helicopter and using, you know, um, defibrillators shot me back to life, pumped, you know, hooked me up to an IV, got blood in my body, and I was brought back to life. And then I spent six days in a coma where I flatlined two more times. And when I came out of the coma, I was faced with this unimaginable reality that you know, I, they said I would never walk again. I have permanent brain damage. Um, and I really had to look at, it's the same thing that for all of us, when we face adversity, big or small, how am I going to respond? It's the only choice that we have. I can't change what happened to me. How am I going to respond? And for me, I went, well, I can't change this. So I'm going to choose to be as proactive as I can on getting through it. And then I'm going to be like my mom and dad. I'm going to help other people. In fact, I told my dad in the hospital, I said, dad, you know, when I was after I started speaking at all the Cutco events, I got really uh, like I you know I told you I want to be like a motivational speaker, like a Tony Robbins, and he said, "Yeah." I said, "Maybe that's why this happened." I said, "I you know I had a pretty normal life. You and mom were great parents. I didn't go through any major adversity. I was bullied growing up. Normal stuff." I said, "Maybe that's why this happened." And I really believe that everything happens for a reason, as the old adage says. But it's our responsibility to choose the reason. I could have said the reason this happened is because life's unfair and that drunk driver's an asshole and I didn't deserve this and bad things happen and the world sucks. I could have chosen those reasons and my reality would have pe- been born from that perspective. But I went, maybe I'm meant to overcome this and learn and grow and evolve and come out better on the other side That I so that I can help other people. And three weeks later, I took my first step and the rest is history. And then you fast forward to 2008, the economy crashes. I crash with it. I lose over half of my coaching clients, over half of my income. Gets to the point where I'm deciding between do I pay mortgage, car payment, groceries, utilities. I'm living on credit cards. I finally stop paying the mortgage. Foreclose on my house. I'm depressed. I'm like I'm in really bad shape. Not exercising. Not I'm just I'm just working trying to make money, and. A series of events leads to a, me hearing a Jim Rohn quote that changes everything or becomes the catalyst for changing everything. Jim Rohn said, and if you're listening, this is worth writing down, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. I'll say it one more time. Your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. And I quantified that Darius immediately. I went on a scale of one to 10, we all want level 10 success, level 10 health, level 10 financial success, level 10 relationships. But then I asked, well, if Jim Rohn's right and our level of success won't exceed our level of personal development, what's my level of personal development? Mm. And the way I would define that, if you're assessing it for yourself, it's like, who are you becoming as a person? Who are you developing yourself into? What are the beliefs and the mindset and the habits and the skills that you are developing? That is your level of personal development. And at that time, mine was at like a two or a three. And I believe that's the disconnect for the majority of societies. Everybody wants life at a level 10, but very few people are dedicating time each day to becoming a level 10 version of who they are, living to their full potential. And so I went home, I researched what do the world's most successful people do for their personal development. I wrote down the best practices. I was looking for the one best practice. And I went, what if I did all of these? What if I Mm. woke up tomorrow... And I did the six most timeless proven personal development practices in the history of humanity that that the world's most successful people have sworn by for centuries. That would be the ultimate routine. I woke up the next morning. I did it. I didn't do it well. I was new to all these things. Within two months, in 2008, when the economy continued to get worse, and this is important for anybody listening right now that's experiencing the effects of our current recession or that's afraid of what's to come. When the recession got worse, I got better. I doubled my income in two months. I went from being in a depressive state to, I mean, I was on fire. And um, and I started training for a 52 mile ultra marathon. And I went to my wife and this is the bow on the story. I said, sweetheart, I just, I can literally picture it. I, I, she was coming out of the bedroom. I was walking toward the bedroom. We met in the hall. I said, sweetheart, I just signed on two more coaching clients. We've officially doubled our income in the last two months it's all because of this morning routine. It's like a freaking miracle. And she goes, it's your miracle morning. I go, (laughs) I love that. Uh, I love that. So I started writing it down my miracle morning. I taught it to my coaching clients. They all said, I'm not a morning person. They tried it. 13 out of 14 came back the next week and said, Hal, oh my gosh, I followed your tricks on how to beat the snooze button. I did the miracle morning and I just had the best week in my sales career. I'm running again on and on and on. And then that's when I went, okay, if the Miracle Morning changed my life in two months and I wasn't a morning person, if it's changing my clients' lives in a matter of weeks and they're noticing significant differences, this could change anyone's life. And I have a responsibility to share it with the world. So I'm going to write a book and took three years, self-published that book, didn't sell many copies for the first year, kept at it. And now, you know, uh, here we are. The rest is the story is uh, history, if you will. The rest is history.
0: Oh my gosh, man. First of all, I'm so sorry to hear about your family's tragedy with your child, your sister. How old were you when that happened again?
1: Uh, I was eight and she was a year and a half. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, I always say my parents, my poor parents, everything I people go, Oh, you've been through so much. I go, No, 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 no. As a parent, you don't realize until you're a parent, but what my parents seeing me in the car accident was way worse than me being in the car accident, in my opinion. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, they've been yeah, through a yeah. lot.
0: All the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear, uses directed. Um, well, I, I am so happy that you had that moment where you lost all your stuff. Totally yeah. I was. I mean, you know, it's funny is like you know. I I've talked. We have a mutual friend, Justin Donald, and I've talked yeah. to him about this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Where I said, you know, I do believe, you know, whether you believe in a higher source or God or whatever. And, and yeah. I'm I'm a person that was born uh, that was brought up without religion mm-hmm. at all. But I've started to have these moments where I'm like, man. I'm just here to do someone like the, I'm here. The higher power is here to, I'm here to do the work of the higher power and just yep. do with me what you will. And, yep. and and that has led me to become a, a much happier person and be, I'm like looking forward to what I'm going to do. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it sounds to me like you had that moment where, whether through those trials and tribulations or through your own, you know, genius, where you figured this thing out of combining these six practices. So, so I'd love to talk about the six practices because, yeah. and, and for me, it's the easiest way I remember it is with the, the acronym you use in the book savers. So yeah. would you mind kind of telling our audience what savers is and how this works?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the way it started, I Googled what do the world's most successful people do for personal development? Cause that Jim Rohn quote led me to believe that's what's missing from my life. I believe it is for most people. I need a rock solid personal development ritual that gets me results. Right. Um, and so when I Googled that, I ended up, I was looking for the best, the one best practice for personal development. I ended up with a list of six And I got overwhelmed and I, I, I literally Darius, I almost threw in the towel. I'm like, I I don't know which, I don't know what I'm going to do because I was trying to figure out which is the best, but there there was no clear answer. It's like, I read an article, for example, for it was something like fortune 500 CEOs who swear by meditation. And like at that time I thought of meditation as a spiritual and or woo woo practice. I never thought about CEOs crediting their best ideas that Mm. exploded their revenue to their daily meditation practice. So I was like, I've got to meditate. Right. Um, and then I saw an an interview of, uh, Ellen DeGeneres was interviewing Will Smith. Now this was way before the Chris Rock slap when Will Smith's name had a very different connotation. Um, and, and Ellen asked him what she said, um, will everything, you know, you've been so successful in everything you've done music, television, movies. How, how, how'd you go from being humble beginnings in Philly, growing up in Philadelphia to this? He said, I learned affirmations when I was 15 years old Mm -hmm. and I wrote down, I affirmed what I was committed to in my life. Like the the goals I had. Then I wrote down who I needed to become, like what attributes I needed to achieve those goals. Then I wrote down what I needed to do now and day by day to move in that direction and get there. And he, he, he said, I simply, I read those affirmations every day and I just lived in alignment with them. And then I got the result that I had designed. So I'm like, I got to do affirmations. And so you go through the rest. So the V is for, so you got silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, which is a fancy word for writing or journaling. But the, you know, the J or the W would have made the acronym awkward. So um, I, uh, I'm looking at the list. And I'm going, well, I don't know which one to do. And then the light bulb moment was when I went, wait, what if I did all of them? Wow. What if I woke up an hour earlier tomorrow, even though I'm not a morning person, but at that point I'm like, look, if I want to change my life, I got to do something I've never done. I got to get out of my comfort zone. I can't say I'm not a morning person. It's like, my circumstances are not where I want them to be. So I'm willing to get up an hour earlier to change that. And, you know, and as you discover that, how you start your day sets the tone, the context, the direction for the rest of your day. If you win the morning and you start in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state, that's who you need to be to, to, to win your life, right. To change things. And so I woke up the next morning, an hour earlier. And here's the cool part, Darius, for anybody listening, that's like, I'm not a morning person, which you weren't. I wasn't. In fact, we've done repeated surveys of the miracle morning community, which is made up of hundreds of thousands of people that we have contact info for. Um, and, time and time again, 70 plus percent say they had never been in a morning person before they read the book. And now they wake up early every day and they love it and they would never change it. Just like you said, you know? Um, but I woke up the next morning and the cool thing was at that point in my life, right? I'm in debt. I'm my, my, my house is being foreclosed on. I'm depressed. I felt like a kid on Christmas that morning because like a kid on Christmas, you're looking forward to, you know what you're going to do, right? I'm going to open prayer. It'd be awesome. I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I did. I went through, I fumbled my way through all six practices because I was not, I didn't know how to meditate. It was all new to me, but even fumbling my way through doing a subpar job at the end of that first hour, that very first day, again, this wasn't called the miracle morning. This was just personal development at 5am for me. Um, At the end of that first hour, Darius, I I felt incredible. I thought if I start every day with this much clarity and energy and motivation and knowledge and it's only a matter of time before I change myself and change my life. And I'll wrap the story up with this. I was thinking one year. That was my time frame. I'm like, all right, I'll get 1% better every day. One year from now, I can turn it all around. In less than two months, I more than doubled my income. I went from being in the worst shape of my life to running this ultra marathon. Um, did I already tell this part of the story? Um I don't know. Tell it again. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> all right. And uh, I, a, I, I do have brain damage. It's fair. But uh, but anyway. So and then I I went to my wife and I said, um, yeah, I told her, right? I said that I, sweetheart, we've changed our life so fast. It's a miracle. And uh, and then so those savers, those six practices, any one of them will change your life. In fact, Ro, you know Robert Kiyosaki, the author, of Rich Dad Poor yeah. Dad. So I was speaking at an event with Robert. And I was his warm up act. He was the headliner, and I got to have dinner with him afterwards with the the founders of the event, the Go Abundance crew. You know Go Abundance, right? Oh yeah, David. Yeah. And yeah, David and those guys. And like, so like I'm David sitting there, or... and I I had a copy of the Miracle Morning. It was signed to Robert, and it was on my. It was like under the table in my computer bag, and in my head, I'm like. I want to give him a copy, but like, I'm going to look like such a dork. I'm going to look desperate. Like this guy's worth $80 million. He's not going to read my little self-published book about waking up early. But I'm, I, Wayne Gretzky showed up in that moment. Not, not literally, but the quote, you miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's nothing to lose. So I awkwardly approached Robert. I'm like, Hey, your book changed my life. I signed a copy of mine for you. Uh, you know, uh, read it or whatever. Right and I thought he'd never read it. Three weeks later, I get an email from his assistant and she says, Hal, Robert has read The Miracle Morning three times in the last three weeks. And my jaw hit the floor right there. I'm like, what? She said, it's changing his life. He does it almost every day. He got his wife, they're doing it together. And he wants to interview you on Rich Dad Radio. Yeah. And I was like, this is a dream come true. So I go on Rich Dad Radio and he's talking about the savers and each of these practices. And by the way, we can dive in if you want. Like we can get go advanced tips on any of these if you want. But I just want to I want to recap what Robert said at the end of the interview. He said, Hal, before you wrote the Miracle Morning, he said every person on the planet attributes their success to at least one of the savers as you outlined in the book. Maybe it's their books they've read. Maybe it's their meditation practice. Maybe it's their visualization." He said but I had never heard of anyone that did all six, maybe the one or two, maybe three at the most. I had never met anyone that did all six of those practices. He said, and if you do any one of the savers, it'll change your life. But he said, I think you titled the book correctly because since I've started all six, I'm experiencing miracles in my life. Um, and I thought that's just a great way of, of summing it up, right? All any one of those savers will change your life when you do all six in one ritual in the morning, and by the way, you don't have to do an hour. It can be 30 minutes. There's a chapter in the book called The Six-Minute Miracle Morning with a six-minute version, so there's never an excuse of I don't have time. But when you do all six, you experience the profound combined benefits of all six practices that, you know, again, if any one will change your life, doing all six is a game changer.
0: Oh, man. I love it. I love that story with Robert Kiyosaki too. So
1: cool. <laughs> I want to, I want to talk about,
0: I'm going to use myself as a case study because I'm sure some listeners are like, Oh, I'm not a morning person. I'm going to tell yeah. you, I said it to you the first time I met you and I meant it. I'm like, uh, I, I come up from a family of people that like all stay up late. Yeah. Like I remember my dad staying up to like two o'clock in the morning every night. My mom would stay up reading till one in the morning. My brother stays up late. I stay up late. My sister stays up late. We're the spouses that go to bed last in our families. And, and so for me, I was like, I just can't fall asleep early. It's hard for me to. And I even said to you earlier, I'm like, I haven't, I still am going to bed kind of late, but, but what I found was, so first and foremost, I am not a morning person. And so when someone says that, okay, fair enough. You're not a morning person, but I will tell you this waking up earlier. I look forward to it and I enjoy it. And it's like my own. I mean, and I'll tell you what, the more time I get, the better I get. like an I do like an hour and a half on this thing, which some people are yeah. an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. It's an hour yep. and a half of me pouring into myself. Yeah. It's just it's like a gift I give myself every morning that I by the, t- the time I'm done, I'm like most people are waking up and I'm like 90 minutes into my day. It's seven o'clock in the morning. I wake up at five thirty in the morning. Nice. And and I already and I've just crushed 90 minutes of just badassness. Yeah, and I feel like a million bucks. So anyone that says you can't do it, they're wrong. And I want to. What I'd love to start with is some of your tactics around getting up early if you have a tough time doing it. Because I'll tell you what, Mm. those were really, really helpful for me at first. Yeah. Now I don't need them, but at first they they made the difference. So I'd love for you to kind of go into those.
1: Totally, and so so all, there's a chapter in the book called the Five Step Snooze Proof Wake Up Strategy, um, and this is literally this was assembled from not only trial and error, but like when I fir- before my first Miracle Morning, I Googled how to beat the snooze button, and I started just reading article after article and started like combining of what what are the best of these strategies, um, and I'll try to go through these in order. I'll get you know at least get through a few, if not all of them. So number one is you've got to set an empowering intention before bed. So in the Miracle Morning book, there's a link to the, um, the, what I, what I, my own bedtime affirmations that I created for myself. And here's the premise for this. Think about this. Your first thought in the morning is almost always as whatever the last thought was you had before bed. And maybe more accurately is to say your mental and emotional state in the morning is whatever mental and emotional state you dwell in before you fall asleep because your subconscious works on it all night long. If you go to bed stressed, you typically wake up feeling stressed. So I thought about when was the time in my life that I was most excited to wake up when it was effortless? Uh, For me, it was Christmas. If you didn't celebrate Christmas, think about your first day back to school to see all your friends or going on a vacation where you got to catch an early flight. You've been looking forward to it for months. As soon as the alarm goes off, you're out of bed grabbing your suitcase ready, right? Right. So if you, so I deconstructed that. I thought, what is it about those mornings that make it so that it's easy to get up even if you slept terribly, right? Like when you were a kid on Christmas, you know, like, or when I was a kid on Christmas, I didn't get good sleep because I could barely fall asleep. I was so excited, tossing and turning, right? I slept, I probably got like no, no deep sleep, you know? But I woke up and I jumped out of bed, I was energized. And so what I realized is that, or I asked myself, Could I recreate the experience of waking up on Christmas morning every single day? And I went, well, what about it makes it that way? And I thought, well, number one, I have something, I know what I'm doing in the morning. What I'm doing, I view as enjoyable, beneficial. It's something I'm actually excited about and looking forward to. So I wrote up these bedtime affirmations that basically say, no matter how many hours of sleep I'm getting tonight, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow feeling energized, feeling excited. I can't wait to do my miracle morning, on and on. It's like it's like a whole page, right? Um, so that's number one. Set your empowering intention before bed. Because again, if your, if your last thought is, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow when the alarm goes off, I'm gonna jump out of bed, I'm gonna be excited, it's gonna be great. That's the first thought in the morning was, oh, morning's here. Time to be excited, energized, and jump out of bed. It's a game changer. Number two, You've got to store your alarm clock, whether it's your phone or whatever, as far across the room as possible. And this is a game changer. I was once speaking at an EO event in New York City and the person introducing me said, I hope Hal tells you about this one tip because this tip was the game changer for me. And if it wasn't for this, I might still be snoozing and not doing the Miracle Morning. Um, and it's moving the alarm clock across the room. Here's why. If your alarm clock is within arm's reach on your bedside table... I don't care who you are, your level of discipline when you're still half asleep or 90% asleep when the alarm goes off, even if it's me at a hotel and I forget to move my phone away from me, I'll hit the snooze button because you do it half unconscious. You just reach over, uh, I'm going back to bed, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have to get out of bed when the alarm goes off, you are now 10 times more awake than when you were, you know, one eye open reaching over to the nightstand. If you have to walk into your bathroom, which is where I keep my right, you're now up awake and it's 10 times easier to stay awake. And then you go right into brushing your teeth, washing your face. Here's what I found. Every minute that you're awake, I mean, every, every second, you acclimate to being awake. So once you're upright, you're more awake. If you just walk over, turn your alarm, and then mindlessly start brushing your teeth you know, for 60 seconds or two minutes, Every one of those seconds, you are waking up. And now at the end of the toothbrushing, you're you're far less tempted or likely to go back under those covers. And then the next step is you've got to drink a full glass of water because when you haven't drinking water for six, seven, eight hours while you're sleeping, you are dehydrated by default. And dehydration and fatigue go hand in hand. A lot of times when you're dehydrated, any time of the day, you just need water, not sleep, right? Um, so those are the first four steps. I'll just tease the last step you got to read the book for, but those are the big ones.
0: The, I will tell you the, the getting up right and drinking the water for me, those two and the water's in a different room. And I only yep. have to walk three, three steps. Uh, my, I literally put it three steps cause I don't want to, the, the other thing I, I, I do, if you have a spouse that's sleeping, that doesn't yeah. wake up that early Yeah, is I, I play, uh, midsummer's night dream like alarm so it's like literally like symphony music that's light pleasant pleasant as a that's a good idea because my wife's like dude bro what are you doing like you're waking (laughs) me up at five o'clock in the morning and because she's not yet doing it so i I, that i I found was was those two things and then and then the washing of the face i mean total game change brushing the teeth i mean you're up you're awake and and yeah i'll I'll save the last simple
1: It's so simple. And that's the point is you want mindless activities that take virtually no energy, effort or focus for those first three minutes that you're up because you just, you just, you go through them like a zombie. And then now you're unzombified, you know, after the first few minutes.
0: Yeah, it it really is. It's, I know people are like, oh, really? I'm like, no, really? Like you're talking to someone that like, I go to bed. uh, My average bedtime is still about 1130. I just wake up at five hours of sleep. So, and I was an eight hour guy before this. Mm. So I went from being an eight hour guy that was like, I just need eight hours to like now I'm good with six. Yeah. And I think what, one of the main reasons for that, honestly, is because that extra self care that's happening in the morning just mm. energizes me and gives me, like, I, I work out every day now as opposed to three or four times a week. I'll work out yeah. six days a week. You yeah. Know? So I just need less sleep. And you know, it's yeah. funny. What you said is so true. I normally wake up about, Thirty minutes before my alarm goes off, yeah, and it's uh, like my alarm's five thirty, yeah, and I'm up at, at four fifty nine. I look and I'm like, "Why am I waking up right now?" And it's yeah. because I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, it is so. I mean, I'm telling you, if you're not a morning person, you have to read the book because uh, literally, Hal is giving you a gift of a more hours of your day and b more hours for you to pour into yourself, which is unbelievable when you start doing it every day, when you start doing it on the reg. Um, I want to talk to you about something I do and I want to get your opinion on this. So Damn. after I get up, I like coffee. So I, I actually spend about 15 to 20 minutes drinking coffee before I start my miracle morning. What are your thoughts? Is that it? Is that a, a no, no. Am I breaking the rules? No,
1: I think it's fine. As long as you drink water first and, and, you know, and I'll, I'll just, I'll mention that for folks listening, like coffee is usually the first beverage of choice for people, but it's a diuretic, which it, it means it, it's going to further dehydrate you. So if you go from sleep to coffee, you're going from, Hey, I'm dehydrated. So I'm going to drink coffee, which will give me kind of an illusion of energy for a little bit. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. feel worse later because I dehydrated an already dehydrated body. So the idea is just drink that full glass of water and th- while you're making the coffee or whatever. I usually like I pound the water like I was a college kid at a keg party just to get it in, you know, <laughs> and then I repour my second glass and I keep it there to sip. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, no, no problem with coffee. Just as long as you make sure that water's first.
0: Okay, cool. So I want uh, Do you mind if I read you some of my affirmations that that, that Dude, I do? Dude, that'd be awesome. Okay, I've never been an affirmation person. I was like, oh, that shit's bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, and then I I, I kind of got into Dr. Joe Dispenza and how do you talk to yourself? Nice. And, yeah. But one of the things I realized and, and is that, kind of your point, like how, who am I trying to be? Right. What am I committed to? Because in the past, I do stuff like you're going to, you know, it, honestly, it was my ego. I was like picking these crazy things that, that I hadn't yet done that I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and I was like, no, this doesn't feel authentic. This feels like kind of like, just feels like I'm like trying to give myself a pep talk. And, and, and I twisted it and I'm like, no, I'm going to make this about who am I when I'm my best self uh, like today. And what am I committed to? And I'm just going to remind myself of those first thing in the morning. So I'm going to read you them right now. I go, uh, and, and I heard something yesterday that says, don't say I say you or use your name in third person. Do you have any thoughts around that or does it matter? Ooh, uh,
1: please send me whatever you, re- if you can find that article, because I do that all the time and where um, I often, when I when I have a realization or breakthrough, I write how, comma, you really need to stop doing this or start doing that. So yeah. So I don't know exactly the, the, you know, the, the psychology behind it, but I find it more effective to me, like a message written to me from me is more like impactful than an I am statement. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what it was? It's uh, Matt Higgins. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was, was he was a shark on shark tank. Oh, he no. wrote a book. He has a brand new book out called burn, burn the boats. He's huh. actually going to be on the show in a couple of weeks, like nice. really good book, by the way. Um, but he talks about it in that book. Okay. Um, and I was going to tell you uh, yesterday we interviewed uh, James Altucher. You, you know, I him? love James. Yeah. So I was like, you're you're sick. You're you're combining all the six best practices. Is we talked about it on the episode, which it comes out in a few weeks. And and basically it, he calls it idea sex. It's where yeah, you combine yeah. multiple ideas together. But yeah, I was like, oh, it's total idea sex. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. I'm going to read you a couple of mine. Right. You are a loving, caring father, partner, husband, and friend. You are smart, likable, and trustworthy. You deserve to have the success you desire. You are great at making money and have the ability to create unlimited value in the world. You are disciplined and have the willpower to eat the right fuel and have the health and wellness you desire. You are strong both mentally and physically and enjoy the process of increasing this strength through exercise and education daily. You are committed to exercising 30 minutes a day, six days a week. You are committed to eating 2,000 calories or less with 150 grams of protein or more. You're committed to doing your food journal. You're committed to being hyper-focused on being hyper-focused on coaching, private equity, and podcasting. You're committed to spending 15 minutes per day, minimum with each person you deeply love, Mariah, my wife, Rumi, and Pablo, one-on-one. You're committed to waking up at or before 5.30 a.m. in the morning, and it goes on and on from there.
1: Nice, dude. That's awesome, man. And how does yeah, it feel every- to read those, right, to yourself every day?
0: It, it It's, it, you know, so I do two things. First of all, obviously I meditate before. So that's the second thing I do is my affirmations. Um, and so I meditate for 25 minutes. I come out, I do transcendental meditation. I come Mm. out of that. I, what I found was sometimes I'll kind of run through them too fast. So I stop myself and I'm like, you need to be fully present because you're talking to yourself now, man. And this is who the human you want to be. And what I found was that awareness, that mindfulness. Yeah. It just, it's just like, keeps kind of like nudging me. And, and it just, I just have a more of a consciousness of who I'm, who the human I'm trying to show up to be in the world. And yeah. it's very subtle, but it feels good. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned a moment ago, and I want to say this. So I've been an EO entrepreneurs organization. I've been a member for 17 years and in EO we're in forums groups where we meet once a month and we kind of give our highs and lows in our life and stuff like that. And last month, this is a month after starting Miracle Morning. I and one of my groups is a large company group average company revenue is 100 million or more to be in this group which was mm-hmm. I qualified for my previous company. And we rate each of our business personal and family and I do it in the, this order. I do family, personal, business cuz family is always first. And yeah. you rate on a scale of 1 to 10. And it was the first time I'd ever scored myself a 10 for personal ever in 7 years. Wow. And 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 the other thing that happened was when I went to personal highs, I said what they were. And when I went to personal lows, I said, I have none. I said, I, and I've never, I've never, this has never happened to me in 17 years. Wow. That, I, that, so for seven years, I've been scoring myself, first time I ever gave myself a 10. And for 17 years, I've been giving personal highs and personal lows. I've never had one time I did not have a personal low until this
1: time. That's incredible, man
0: think about that. That's, that's, it's had that profound of a change on me. So I'm just in a constant positive state, you know? So, um, so wait.
1: I, so that tells me either the miracle morning works or it brainwashes you into thinking everything's okay. It's one of the two.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take what I'll take it either way.
1: Yeah. Either right? way. Life's good. Right.
0: So it doesn't matter. Right. Like, is it, who cares which one it is? Like yeah, yeah. the fact that I, I feel the way I feel is all that yeah. matters.
1: Totally. And,
0: and so, um, you know, I've gone through a pretty massive life transformation personally over the last you know, couple of years, especially in the last nine months or so. But this has been, it's like going vertical, right? I'm a person that suffered from anxiety, how for 44 years wow. until this past summer. And this, I mean, I was feeling great before I started doing this. Mm. But this, it, it's like going from good to great where you're wow. like, I'm awesome, man. I was talking to John and Tatiana, our friends, yeah. about this. And I said... I'm in, I'm in a new level. And I, and I told John specifically, I said, how's work took me to the
1: next level. Wow. So so, first of all, congratulations, man. I mean, it, it makes me, I'm just so happy to hear how, you know, that, that, that must feel incredible to go, you know, I'm at a 10, you know, personally, and I've got no, you know, like, dude, especially after what, what's the, I don't know if it's, I'm sure you shared on the podcast, I'm guessing, but what's the life transformation been in the last nine months? I'm curious. I don't know about it.
0: Um, yeah, I talk, I I actually haven't talked about it. I've I've kind of talked about it in bits and pieces. So I do solos. We were talking about doing solo podcasts before the show. So a lot of my solos are me just talking about things I've learned throughout my life. So for me, it was, I read Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More, which is a great book if you haven't read it. it, Um, And and I had kind of this pivot, this epiphany moment where I was like, I reframed the way I was thinking about my life, where the big thing was, who am I... what am I letting, what thoughts am I letting kind of live in my head? And what I found was I was letting a lot of these like lower resonant thoughts, like greed and envy and just stuff that's like, you like icky shit. Right. Yeah. That even as much as I'm, I don't identify with that. That's what was creeping in. And I was dwelling on like, you know, things of the past and and I realized I just didn't want to do that anymore. And then, uh, I, I decided I was just going to like, think happy thoughts. Like I just made that decision, you know, think good thoughts, be joyful, be grateful. And the biggest thing the biggest thing I just kind of hit on it, which is part of your miracle morning when I scribe is gratitude. And what yeah. I realized was for 44 years, I'd lived my life as an ungrateful person.
1: Mm. Wow. And, that's a and powerful I su- picture.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine like realizing that you're an ungrateful human being yeah. and then all of a sudden you decide to like become grateful? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's simple, but it but it's profound. Transformative, so, yeah. So one of the reasons I love Mir- the Miracle Morning is when I scribe, I ha- in that section of scribing, I say what am I grateful for, and like this morning, I was grateful for my business partners. I was grateful for getting ready for a party I'm having in my house, which by the way, if you're in town, I'd love to have you come. Uh, yes. Grateful for my podcast yesterday with James Altucher. Grateful for the podcast in general. Grateful for my client, who both lo- he and I love. The Miracle Morning. I was just going up, gr- grateful for the book uh, "Burn Your Boats" that I've just finished this morning. Grateful for being sore from working out. Like, uh-huh. and I was telling John Roman, our mutual friend, I said I walk around and and I'm just like grateful for the color on the wall. I'm like, yeah. that's a really cool wall. So, the describing has really helped with that. So, these are things that I was like, how do people do this? I just didn't, I couldn't figure it out. And I guess the biggest like takeaway I've gotten from your work, man is it gave me this simple framework. I mean, do I knock out 90, the, the longest part of my miracle morning yeah. is working out and working out and meditation because each of those take me about 30 minutes. I, I meditate for 25 minutes. I work out for about 30, 35 minutes. The rest of it takes me maybe 10 or 15 minutes. So yeah. it's really quick. Is, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts about time-wise? time, time wise?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's customized for everybody. Um, For me, it's always a little more time on exercise and and the most time on reading, you know? My affirmations sometimes I'll end up spending. Yeah. So I guess my framework is I'll do, I'll actually meditate for 10 minutes usually. Um, and then affirmations I'll do for five or 10 minutes depending. So five of them, just reading through them. But a lot of times I'm looking at, I'm, I'm always updating my affirmations. I think mm-hmm. that's something that to think about, like that as you, continue to as you do your miracle mornings you continue to evolve and to grow and to learn and you know you're reading and you're you're having new ideas and new ways of looking at the world as you evolve your affirmations should evolve with you that's always been kind of my yeah. thing and so i'm always updating my affirmations i'm always editing them i often have a lot of breakthroughs at night like right as i'm falling asleep i'm like oh and then i'll just i'll text myself something you know and then in the morning i'll go add those into my affirmations and um So, uh, so yeah, but you, and then I'll do visualization is either zero or five minutes, meaning in full transparency, it's my least favorite of the savers. It's the one I resonate with the least. Um, and I usually only do it for specific purposes. Like it's a tool in my toolkit, Mm. but not part of my day. It's the only saver that I don't do daily. Um, so for example, though, let's say I've got a speech that I've got to give, right? I will visualize myself on stage and gate, right? Like, and I teach visualization in the book very differently than it's normally taught. Most people teach, you know, like visualize the end result or, 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 or cut out some pictures and put the end result on a vision board. And I think that can be counterproductive because you're tricking yourself into thinking that that result is a foregone conclusion independent of your effort. So to me, the, the, uh, an effective visualization technique is, yes, take take 60 seconds to see and feel what it's going to be like when you get there, when you finish, when you get to the goal, because that that b- creates desire and motivation. But the most important part of visualizing is visual. And so spend the next, if you're visualizing five minutes, one minute on the end result, see yourself crossing the finish line, buying your dream house, whatever. So you know what it feels like. So you're excited to, to get there. But spend the next four minutes visualizing yourself doing today what needs to get done while visualizing, imagining yourself in a peak state, emotional state. So let's say you need to make cold calls today, right? Visualize yourself picking up the phone and dialing it and then get yourself into a peak state while you're doing it, whether that's through affirmations combining with your visualization, like I'm going to make calls today. It's going to be awesome. Give me an example. When I was training for the ultra marathon, I hated running because I hated running. I thought, what? So on a scale of one to 10 in running, I was a one. I was like a 0.5. I said, what would a level 10 be? I thought I'd have to run a marathon. I thought, gosh, I've never even run a mile outside of high school PE class. And I hated every (laughs) minute of it. Right. And then, but I have, I have two friends, John Vroman being one of them, John Berghoff being the other that have run ultra marathons, 52 consecutive miles. So when I thought about a marathon, I'm like, wait, that's only half of what the Johns did. Like, that's not level 10, that's level five. Mm. I got to commit to an ultra marathon. So I went from hating running, never run outside of P class to going, I'm going to run 52 miles. Visualization, interestingly enough, Darius, my least uh, favorite of the Sabres was arguably the most important and effective during this time. And here's why. I would spend a minute visualizing myself crossing the Atlantic City Finish Marathon. I actually printed off the marathon finish line and I had it in my Miracle Morning binder every morning. I would look at it. I would imagine crossing it and that would get me excited and believe it was possible. But the most important part of visualization is I would visualize my alarm on my phone going off at 7 am. I would hear it in my head and I would see it. I would visual, I would see me like a movie turning it off, walking into my bedroom, into my closet, getting dressed in my running clothes, walking through the living room, out to the front door, opening the front door, looking at the sidewalk, and as I would imagine myself seeing the sidewalk, I would start saying things like, "How, You are a runner." you can do anything. Today's run is going to be the best run you've ever had. And by doing this, not only are you training for a marathon, you're becoming the person that you need to be to create everything else you want for your life. Let's do this run. And because I rehearsed that compelling emotional state in that entire sequence, Darius, what would have normally happened when my alarm went off at 7am is what happens for most of us. Uh, Dude, I'll just run tomorrow. I'll just run tomorrow. I don't need to run. I don't want to run. But guess what? I didn't rehearse that. I rehearsed getting off my couch, going into my closet, getting dressed, going to the front door, opening it and smiling and feeling excited. And that's exactly what I did day after day after day after day. Because what you visualize with a compelling emotion, you are pre, uh, what's the word? Pre-paving in your subconscious, right? So that when it's actually time, to either do or not do the thing, right? Yeah. You rehearse doing it, so you're infinitely more likely
0: to do it. I love it, man. You, you. Can I tell you what? What has I, everything you just said resonates for me? And I just took a note that I want to. I'm um, adding a step to mine. Do you? Do you mind if I tell you yeah. what's worked for me with this? Of course, this? please. Yeah. Okay. So, so what I realized was, especially if we uh, we got a lot a lot of like high level folks that listen to the show. Yeah, if you're an achiever, I kind of went the wrong way at first. Not with this, but like I was like I'm going to do a vision board and here are the things I want to have in my life and here's what yeah. my life will look like. Here's what, my my office and I mean I was doing shit like here's what a private jet I want to buy, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. And and then I was like, this, I'm not really getting anything out of this. Yeah. You know, it's it's cool to look at this stuff cuz it's cool stuff, but but like that's not really that's not really changing anything. Totally. And so what I figured out and I and this is baked all through my journaling is who am I trying to be? And I'm like, look, there's really three things I'm trying to be in this world. Number one is I want to be a caring father, husband, and friend to people I love. Yeah. Number, I want to build those relationships. Number two is I want to be super healthy and fit. And number three is I want to basically, I'm building a private equity business right now and I want to be successful in private equity and podcasting. Right. Nice. And so what I do is I'm like, well, what are the things I need to do today? Yeah. To make those three things happen. And so I literally close my eyes and I visualize spending time with my son and having talks and playing with them and having a moment with my wife and having a loving moment with her. And I, I literally just like, how, how will I need to show up? I do the thing you're talking about. I visualize those moments and then I do it with business. Like what deals do I need to, what, what emails do I need to send? Who, like, what, do, what are the things I need to do to show up to, to make that happen? And I do it. I literally visualize my workout and eating healthy and making breakfast and drinking protein shakes. And like, yeah. I just visualize the things that I'll need Walk to through do the day.
1: Yeah. Rehearse it. Yeah.
0: Totally. Right. The thing I didn't do, what I'm going to add is I'm going to add one minute. I love that idea. I'm going to add the one minute of what, what, what ends up happening when I do that. Mm, right. Yeah. I think that's beautiful, man. And, and what, what I, I was telling, you know, a friend of mine recently, I said, I'm tired. I was tired of trying to like create these end results because inevitably I was on this hedonic treadmill where I'd hit the end result and I was like, all right, what's next? Right. And instead I was like, who do I want to be? How do I want to be? How do I need to show up? And what I love about your work, man, is I get to be in the moment of who I'm trying to be for at least one hour, I do an hour and a half hour every day. Yeah. And for me, it just gives me the space to do it. And when I get out of that thing, my day, like my day, as it normally would start is just starting after I just poured a bunch of gasoline yeah. in the tank. Yeah. So man, yeah. it is just incredible the work that you've created. I, I really, I, 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 I could name on one hand, the books that have changed my life the most. And this is one of them.
1: Wow, so. Darius, that means a lot, man. Especially coming from you, dude, because you you're you're an incredible force in this world, and yeah. so I, I, I'm I, and I didn't know this until we got on today. Like it was so such a pleasant surprise to hear the the impact it's making, man.
0: The the funniest part about this, and, and you're very welcome. I'm going to tell you that that I I I was like oh, I got to read the book because Hal's going to come on the show, and I and I and I want to be you know I want to be prepared. Yeah. So like, and I do that with with certain folks. I don't do it with everybody, but I do it with a lot of people that come on the show. I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to be knowledgeable. I want to know their work. I want to be able to speak intelligently. I want to ask them good questions about it. Th- this is the first time. I mean, maybe if I get Ed mylet on the show because his book or jo- yeah. Joe Dispenza, like those guys, their work had a profound had some, a profound effect on my life too. But yeah. man, or or Dave Goggins, those you you're you're one of the, the you're Dude, That's good
1: company I'm on <laughs> to be in,
0: man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, well, hey, I'll tell you, those are the those are the books I read over the last twelve months that have like blown my mind. So, yeah. um. So what are your thoughts? Like for someone that's listening to this, it's like, man, I'm, I'm hyped up. But like, what do I do with all this? What, like, yeah. What's your best advice to someone that wants to really change their life in this way? What can they expect to come out of it? Obviously, some people might be like, well, I'm not you, Darius. And I'm not you, Hal. You guys are like, you're different than me, which I will tell you, you're lying yourself if you're saying that. But like, what would be your advice to listeners that want to like make these changes?
1: Yeah. It, one is if 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 one of the most important beliefs I believe that we can embody is if they can do it, meaning he or she, whoever they are, right? Someone that's done something that you aspire to do, if they can do it, so can I. Um, And sometimes we often do the opposite. We create separation. Oh, like you just were doing, right? Like, oh, they must be this, that, they're more this, that. No, no, everybody was born as a baby in diapers and then they evolved into who they are and you can evolve into whoever you wanna be, right? So you've gotta own that you are just as worthy. I think that's one of the most important foundational affirmations even for me. I am just as worthy, deserving and capable of anything that another person is. And I will prove that today with my actions. Um, The first thing is owning that it'll work for you. Like I said, we've surveyed hundreds of thousands of miracle morning practitioners and uh, 70 plus percent every time said they had never in their life been a morning person until they read the miracle morning. And now it's part of their life just like you. Right? So if, if we can do it, you can do it too. Um, And then the other thing is, you know, I saw Mark Victor Hansen, the co-creator of chicken soup for the soul, speak probably a decade ago. And he said something I never forgot. He said, um, people, you know, they resist change because they always imagine point a where they're at and point B where they want to go and how far that is. And they think they have to make this quantum leap from a to B. And he said, just lean into it. Just lean into the change you want to make. And so I'll, I'll share the same advice I give whenever I give a keynote speech and I, you know, the Miracle Morning is my keynote 99% of the time. I end it with this. I off, I say, look, you know, like you said, getting all fired up, inspired, thinking a morning routine is a good idea. it That does nothing. You, you have to actually do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, let me set you up for success by making this as easy as I possibly can. And by the way, I, I'll say this real quick. That was my my North Star when I wrote the Miracle Morning was not how do I convince people they should do a morning routine? How do I actually make it so that 30 days from now, they've actually done a morning routine, you know, at least five days a week. It's a part of their life and they're never going to look back. They would never not do it. How do I actually hold their hand so gradually, both psychologically with the way I guide them through the belief, you know, transformation of I'm not a morning person to Maybe I could become one too, I'm going to become one. And then logistically moving the alarm clock across the room. How do you set up your savers the night before? Right, like all of these pieces. And so here's what I recommend. Um start either, you know, whether you order the book on Amazon, you know, Miracle Morning. If you go to miraclemorning.com, by the way, right? That's a great hub. I I if somebody's not ready to get the book, go watch the movie. Like you it's 90 minutes and you're going to see how the miracle morning is changing millions of lives. Like you're going to see people talking about how it's transformed their lives and, and like showing you, um, you know, and then getting the book. I always tell people this, your miracle morning, start with 30 minutes because anybody can wake up 30 minutes earlier. Right? I don't care who you are. And yes, in the book, there's a six minute miracle morning, but I don't recommend starting with six minutes because it's too easy to go. Ah, eh, they're just six minutes give yourself at least a half an hour. My first miracle morning was 30 minutes. Darius, I know you do 90 minutes now. Um, but, uh, 30 minutes earlier, wake up 30 minutes earlier. So set your alarm now, like right now, pause this podcast, set your alarm for 30 minutes earlier. Like just, you know, jump and the net will appear. Okay. And then, Wake up tonight before you go to bed, tell yourself, uh, remind yourself, whether you journal it or you just say it, I'm waking up 30 minutes earlier tomorrow because I want to become the person that I need to be to create everything I want for my life. I'm going to say that again. That's the purpose of the miracle morning. I want to become the person or no, no, no. I'm committed to becoming the person that I need to be to create everything I want for my life. And 30 minutes is, it's worth it. And do one of the savers. That's the last piece. Wake up thirty minutes earlier and do one of the savers. If you want to do all six, you can. A lot of people, if they've never read the book, they'll wake up thirty minutes earlier and just do the R for reading. And they'll literally just every day they'll wake up thirty minutes earlier and just read for thirty minutes. And then when they get to the chapter on silence, the first S and savers. They'll fold, they'll bring silence into their morning routine. Now they're reading and meditating or doing some form of silence. Then they read the chapter the next day on affirmations. They bring that in. So you're building your miracle morning and within a week or so, you're doing all six savers, and you'll be joining millions of people who have had their life transformed by this.
0: Yeah, man. And and it's such good like and I forgot to say that was what I did. I was I'm like man, I can't wake up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I get up I get up at six forty five. So I was like, screw it, I'll wake up at six. Yep, I'm just gonna wake up and like I'll get to where I get. And and that's such such good advice, man. I mean, uh oh, I I could do this show with you for another hour, but, <laughs> um, but I know I want to be respectful of your time. Um, so l- listen, how um I I want to end on two things. Number one, I want to give people everywhere where they can go to get all the information on the app, the movie the book, all that stuff. But before we do that, we'd like to ask all of our guests the same question before we get them off the show. Uh, We call it the greatness question. Um, So I'd love to ask you the question. Are you game for that? Absolutely. All right. So I think you probably already answered it today because we've talked about a lot of this stuff already, but I'll ask it anyway. What is the number one barrier to creating greatness that you've overcome in your life and how did you overcome it?
1: Mm, The greatest barrier to creating greatness in your own life. Um, I think it's never deciding that now matters more than any other time in your life. It's, it's always, it's the someday mentality, which is perpetual and people die with it, right? It's, well, I really want blank, but I don't, I have a lot of time to, to get or create or achieve blank. So I won't do it today. And then that's a perpetual mindset that never ends. It's a, Mm. I don't have to do it today. I want blank so I can do it later. And then, 10 years go by and you look back, you go, damn, man, the last 10 years, I didn't, I didn't, this is not what I thought was going to happen, right? Like you wake up at, when you're at, when you're 20, you're like, the world is mine. And then you wake up at 30 and you're like, what the hell happened? I just like wasted the last 10 years, like barely making it, just getting by. And you're like, man, I got to change something. But people don't change. And then 40, to, you know, it's your 40th birthday. You look back, you're like, damn, what the hell happened to the last 10 years? Man, something's got to change. I got, right. But you have this perpetual someday mindset. So the number one thing preventing people from changing their life is never deciding that today is the day. It's the only day. It's the day that matters more than any other day in my life. And I will make every day the best day of my life because there's no good reason not to, but there are an infinite, infinite amount of reasons to um, to create everything that you want. And so, uh, that's it, man. It's waking up every day with a sense of urgency that I'm going to make today the best day of my life. And it doesn't mean that you are working 12 hours a day. It means that you're clear on the most important areas of your life. And you're doing one, just one thing every day to move in the direction of what you want for your life. And if you keep moving in that direction, little by little by little, you wake up one day and you're like, Oh, I'm here. It took longer than I thought. But damn, the timing's perfect. I can see why it took so long. I had to grow and learn and go encounter the obstacles to get to this moment. And now everything is perfect because I stayed the course. And so you've got to start today. So taking that and wrapping it into the Miracle Morning, right? Don't don't have that someday mindset where you're like, oh, yeah, this is a cool concept. I'll, I'll check it out later. You know, I'll do a Miracle Morning later. I'll look at the book later. I'll, 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 I'll shelf this until later, right? And, and like you said, Darius, you wish you would have started 15 years earlier. The okay. best start day, of course, is today.
0: Yeah, next best day. My gosh, what, what a – I'm so, so much gratitude, man. So much gratitude for me. you, for your work, for having you on the show, for sharing all your information with our audience, and just for the changes that I've made in my life
1: because of your work. So thank you so much, Al. You got it brother. And you asked her, I, I think I skipped over, but Miraclemorning.com is the hub for everything. You can get the access, the books, the miracle morning app, um, the movie, uh, the community. There's a Facebook group with 350,000 people from a hundred countries that are probably the most supportive online community I've ever seen. So yeah, miraclemorning.com gives you everything.
0: Oh man. So you guys heard it here. Go to the website, watch the movie get the book get the book and and like i said it I, I it's hard for look when something changes your life it's hard for you not to evangelize it right so for me i'm like look i'm i'm just telling you what happened to me yeah like i'm and, and i'm and i'm a stubborn pain in the ass <laughs> i could so
1: see so like
0: if if it can happen for me it can happen for anybody i mean i'm about as hardcore on this and and i wish i wish how could be a, a fly on the wall when i talk to my friends about this because i'm like i'm ranting and raving about it cuz i'm like you guys have to do this I'm looking awesome. at my wife. I'm like, you got to do this. This is amazing. So I'm going to tell you listeners, got to go do this. Get the book, see the movie, get the app, go on Facebook, whatever it is you got to do. And, and listen to this episode again, because there are so many pearls of wisdom on here that, that you gave that people can really take action on. So with that said, uh, thank you so much, Hal. I appreciate you so much, my friend.
1: You too, Darius, man. Grateful to be on this journey with you, brother.
0: Thank you, my friend. And everybody, peace out. We love you guys here at The Graves Machine. Share this with all your friends and family. Until next time.